This podcast includes unapologetic logic and reason and may not be suitable for all audiences. In a world full of nonsense, he's been called the voice of uncommon common sense. He sees the abnormal that many find normal. Author and award-winning speaker, he is Chris there's a shooting story that's been making its rounds. I don't know if you've heard about this the particular story. Uh, five people shot and killed Friday night when a neighbor shot the other neighbor who asked him to stop shooting in his yard. I guess he was out uh, shooting his, uh, his rifle out in the yard. And so the neighbors went over and asked if he would stop because the the baby was going to go to sleep. And he went and killed all of them, the the mother, the father, and all the kids, eight-year-old boy. Uh, And apparently they can't find this guy who did it, who apparently had been drinking at the time, some kind of alcohol infused incident. I don't know what kind of alcohol-infused incident makes somebody do that. Real tragedy when you think about it. Um, And I wanted to talk about this story from uh, a number of different perspectives, I guess you'd say. The first one being, and you know, oddly enough, why I kind of snickered a little bit there at the irony of this, this is a situation that I've talked about in the past. What would you do If you had a neighbor that was uh, threatening you in this fashion, maybe even firing rounds in your direction, if they're out there every day, I'm going to effing kill you, pace him back and forth with a weapon. Now, today you've got um, video, you know, that would probably help deter that to a large degree. But what would you do if you had a neighbor that was shooting and you wanted him to stop, would you go over and ask him to do that? And would you have a reasonable expectation that they would stop? Would you be afraid to ask them to stop? You don't know who you're dealing with, and maybe they did know who they were dealing with. So uh, the question remains, what would you do? You had a, Whether hostile or not, what would you do if you had a neighbor that was over there popping off rounds and in some way was affecting you? How would you handle that? Did you call the police? I think, uh, well, we'll get to that part in a second, the 911 calls. What would you do? And I don't know if this was ongoing or not. I guess that's what I meant to say. Whether this was an isolated incident with the neighbor, I get the feeling that it was not. I get the feeling that they knew each other at least a little bit. I get the feeling it was not an isolated incident. I base all that on the fact that they were willing to go over there and ask him about it. So, um, who knows? Maybe the guy was drunk. They went over there. Maybe he got in some kind of alcohol-fueled rage. I don't know. What would you do? Would you be armed? I. That's the first thing I was going to say. You know, if all that you say, well, I would call the police, I would uh, preach the gospel, I would pray, I would hug, I would whatever you think is going to be your little uh, spin on on the, the bright way to hand. And I'm sure there's many, by the way. Bake them a cake. I don't know. 
and I'd be happy to do any of that, honestly, to avoid any conflict. But I'm going to tell you I'm going to be armed. Somebody's popping off rounds like that next door. I'm like, yeah, I, I, believe me, you're going to be one too many. One's going to be coming back at you. Don't think you're going to fire at me, and I'm not going to view that as a, as a threat to my life that it is. So that's the first thing. I don't know. That's just me. This is the way I look at things. Some people say there's too many guns. Some people say the guns are the problem for this. Look at the you have all these guns. People shouldn't have. They don't have no facts of the story. Doesn't really fit a good media narrative. But they've managed to put a spin on it. They've absolutely managed to put a spin on it. These uh, people uh, both were immigrants, illegal immigrants, at least on the shooter side. I'm not sure about the legal standing of the uh, family that was shot. And uh, just for the record, uh, I don't think that, you know, legal immigration status uh, necessarily is a veil for murder, right? Still murder. You know, you may deal, have to deal with the immigration status, but still murder. But then they want to say that the guns are the problem. Isn't this kind of fascinating? That we leave the borders wide open, that people come in here. The guy who did the shooting had been deported uh, four times or something like that. Crazy story. You don't hear that being put out in the media. Brown on brown crime. Oh, but it was a long gun. A rifle. Weapons of war shouldn't be in the hands of our neighbors. You shouldn't, you shouldn't have to worry when you knock on the wrong door that you'll be face an iron fist like Ukraine's supposed to be delivering to Russia. Did you hear that? An iron fist. <laughs> Ooh. Anyway, well, let's not get carried away. Let, let's stay on the point here. Texas shooting. Um, the father says the family called 911 five times. So it's the gun's fault. It's 911's fault. Governor Abbott um, referred to the shooter as an illegal immigrant, and people didn't like that. That seemed to create a problem. Deported four times. Four times he'd been deported. So you're gonna you're gonna make guns. I'm gonna I'm gonna take my chances my way. You tell me which way is better. Which one you're gonna take your chances with? track record or not with the government he's not even legally supposed to be here let alone legally own any firearm and so you're going to make these guns illegal for me but he's going to continue to have them sure sounds like a great idea and then the propaganda machine goes into full effect Listen, you can't let a good tragedy go to waste. They're not going to let a good tragedy go to waste. Why would they? In the article, the story, why are Americans shooting strangers and neighbors? Well, it's interesting to me how many people are knocking on the wrong doors all of a sudden. When did that become such a big thing? You know, you don't know where you're going? I do think you need to be a little careful these days. Uh, it did go into a little bit of... Um, Seems to be a plausible explanation that people are uh, having a lot of anxiety about the people coming and knocking on their door. I have to agree with that. I don't like people knocking on my door. What do you have to do? Like put up a, a gate and a call button? 
You know, what do you have to do to, to, to keep your property private? I don't want anybody in here. Well, Amazon, I want them here. You know, my supplement deliveries, I need that. Uh, my uh, Duluth pants, I need that delivered. Those guys can come in. The landscapers, they can come in. The cleaning lady, she can. All right, there's a couple of people that can come in, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> Not everybody. Anyway, it doesn't mean you shoot them. We've talked about this already. But how is this story about uh, illegal immigrant makes the cases for guns, for gun rights? And why does all the definition, all the terms lean towards the the, uh, liberal sociopath way of thinking, right? They want, you know, gun gun reform and... (laughs) Reasonable gun laws. How about infringements on our constitutional rights? How about an, uh, an, uh, a, a, a massive infringement on our basic civil liberties? The right to defend ourselves against crazy illegal immigrants as much as a crazy government or anything in between. That's the whole purpose. Yeah, because it gets a little harder to control somebody who's uh, schlapping off around, it's, uh, you know, from... Uh, a rifle. Indeed. That's why you want to have a rifle. I'm going to say that's the best deterrent. In that situation, any situation. Maybe one shot back. You know, you want to be you want to be a Mr. Humanitarian, you could shoot him in the leg. How's that? That's not how I would do it, but you could do it that way if you want. Nobody does that. Who <laughs> You ever notice that? All these, uh, you know, love thy neighbor people. Hate has no home here. Nobody shoots anybody in the leg <laughs> ever. I don't know. It's the gun's fault. I don't think so. I think it was a mistake by the, the guy who went over there. You don't know what you're dealing with at all. Mental illness uh, included. Why? Why did? Uh, um, should I have to put my life in jeopardy? I have a family to support. Some mentally deranged person attacking me, harming me, hurting me, disabling me, killing me. Why Why would I even put myself in that situation? Makes no sense. Maybe we need a little more deterrent. Maybe that would be help the situation as much as any. But then again, what do I know? In the meantime, they say it's the gun's fault. They're going to put laws on the, on the, people, the people that are being victimized. The victims get punished twice. The law-abiding people continue to get uh, victimized, never the criminal. And that's always the case. It's like the easiest playbook in the world. Give people what it is that they're complaining about. Oh, gun violence? Yeah, we're going to take away your guns. (laughs) Speeding? Yeah, we'll take away your cars, too. Uh, Just like this, PETA says it's human beings' behavior that has led to the rat explosion in New York. Could that be the case? Is it people's uh, behaviors? Is it certain systems that are leading to increase in the rat population? I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, maybe there's changes that can be made, but wouldn't you just say that a little bit differently than criticizing people? Not in this day and age. It's the uh, best playbook in the world. Blame the people being victimized. They're the only ones that care enough to do anything. You know, the moms that are upset about uh, school shootings, worried about their child's safety, things like that. Interestingly, none of them are from the inner cities. Have you noticed that? Because there's no school shooting problems there. Everywhere else there is, but not in the schools.
What are you going to do? You're going to have lie detectors to get on the street? Is it going to be a new form of stop and frisk? What are they going to be saying then? I don't know. Anyway, that's the that's the, the, the story on the mass shootings. Every one, in my opinion, just reinforces the need to carry. More people need to be carrying, well-trained in carrying. PETA blaming people for the rat explosion. It's a convenient article that's going to grab attention. Good for PETA. Maybe their donations increase at the same time. It's like a, a, the Trump way of doing things for liberal. Go big or go home, I say. Blame the whole state of New York. That's what you criticize the state of New York. That'll make a headline. That's something that's newsworthy. There you go. Politically speaking, blame the people, blame the taxpayer, right? <laughs> blame the rich. The rich people aren't paying enough in taxes. Blame them. How many rich people were like, man, I'm really getting off easy on my taxes? It's funny when you hear, like, I remember, um, what was his name? The uh, Oracle of, of Omaha there, and one of the other liberal nuts, uh, Warren Buffet, right? He, remember when he was on the, on the NBC? He was like, I've got my tax returns right here. Never showed them to us. Like, there, there's, a, like, the, the deceptive trick right there, right? Like a magician. Well, right here in my hand, I've got my tax returns. <laughs> I paid 8%. That's a lower adjusted rate than my house cleaner. My housekeeper pays more in taxes than I do. Meanwhile, he's full of crap because his housekeeper would be below the, the pay threshold to pay any federal income taxes. And his 8% would hopefully be on quite a bit of money, not to mention all the other taxes that he would pay. Just a little deceptive trick, really, a little trickery. I never heard Buffet running around, you know, bragging about his low tax basis before or after. I never heard him offering to write a a check to the Treasury. I've never heard him argue since Trump was in office that uh, taxes should go up. Not at all. I was thinking the best thing for the economy would be to um, raise taxes quite significantly, particularly on the middle class. No, he never said that at all. Nothing like it. Just a big liar. They bring him in on the news. It's Warren Buffet. Everybody, look. It's the Oracle. The Oracle magician. He's the Oracle, all right. You know, I had this uh, realization about the whole news and politics thing. (laughs) You ever worked somewhere where they brought in HR? Anybody been around? I was around for that. We didn't have HR back in the day, and then... And all of a sudden, we needed HR to make sure that we were behaving properly. I mean, you know, to deal with the regulatory environment, to make sure we're doing things properly. And what was that? It was like all these new labor law requirements. I don't want to say labor laws. I'm not sure there was laws enacted. Maybe it was. But HR came in. What did they tell you? Oh, human resources. We're going to be coming. We're going to do in We're going to interview everybody. And we're going to update your job description, and um, we're going to talk about your team structure, and we're going to update the employee manual, right? So uh, HR comes in, then there's just a certain number of people in the organization like, oh, yeah, human resources. And like, so um, supposing I got a problem with my boot alone. Yeah, door's always open. Come on down to HR, right? So you always got this group of people. 
that they they fall for it. <laughs> right? They get on there like I don't know. I don't know. I've been submitting my boot loans here, and uh, I haven't gotten reimbursed. <laughs> And uh, next thing you know, you're mad. Hey, what's your problem? You're running up to HR complaining I didn't process you? No, that's not at all. <laughs> I don't know where I'm coming up with these voices. Um, that actually sounds like a guy I used to work with. Anyway, it really is. Um, pretty soon you realize that HR isn't for you. <laughs> that, or if you thought it was supposed to be and you didn't figure it out, you just stay away because it just never seems to work out. But the people that are a little bit wiser, they realize that HR is not there to help the employees at all. I'm sure that you get good HR people and HR people that help a lot of people and and, and this and that. I'm not saying that they're all bad or, or anything like that. Not at all. I'm just saying that HR is not there to help the employees. And more often than not, the HR department ends up just being a, a way of, um, uh, I don't know, badgering the employees to, in some ways. Uh, not completely. I don't think that's always the case for sure. But in some cases, you know, they, they, the rules and the safety committees and the grievances and the policies and very structured, structured, structured. That's the, the world of human resources for the most part. Um, but anyway, my point is this. The company brings in and pays HR to protect them, not you. And the news and the politicians are the same way. You know, the, the media business, <clears throat> I think this is worldwide. can't be. Must be United States, sixty billion. Might be worldwide. I've looked at this before. It's 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 a paltry amount of money. You know, like this business with you know Rupert Murdoch firing uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, <laughs> tells you how how much uh, Tucker Carlson tells you how much closely I follow that. And then they're saying now a couple other people are going to get the boot. And you know, someone go, oh, he does Fox News stock is way down. He doesn't care. He doesn't give a hoot. He's just like, yeah, whatever. I want to hear something different. Whatever his argument is, uh, I don't know. Uh, I will say this. It, this mass deception, particularly with the news. The, the news let me just finish my thought a second. The, the news is like HR. You think it's there to, to, to um, you know, uh, the, reveal the facts to you, to reveal information to you for your benefit. Oh, it's to reveal information to you, whether it's accurate or not, but it's not being revealed for your benefit, not your benefit at all. Not one bit. Fascinating, really. Uh, but the, these, uh, the people that are controlling these things, the money, uh, the media is kind of irrelevant. Speaking of mass deception, I, I got a crazy story for you. And you can call me nuts. You can. Have you heard about the conspiracy that Michelle Obama is a man, Michael, like literally? Uh, there was uh, some video <laughs> from uh, her dancing on uh, Ellen DeGeneres. <laughs> uh, it's pretty comical. Um, it seems doctored, pretty clearly doctored to me, but it is pretty funny all the same. I don't know. Maybe it's my adolescent humor. 
Howard Stern would have thought it was funny at one time, but you're not allowed to laugh at that stuff anymore. No, it's tasteless. Yeah, tasteless, all right. And, and then there's a whole story, this Michael Obama conspiracy. And uh, anyway, conspiracy it is. And you look at all the information and you look at certain physical features and, uh, you know, you may, your mind may be tempted to wander on occasion. What if? <laughs> so uh, this headline popped up that Michelle Obama... Uh, showed up on stage at a Bruce Springsteen concert. Uh, where was this? Uh, Barcelona, I think. And I thought, wow, let me let me tell you this. I'll circle back to the, the Michelle Obama saga. Bruce Springsteen gone full on left, supporting the Obamas, um, the money, the influence. Arnold Schwarzenegger at the correspondence dinner. Um... Wasn't he a Republican governor? He was a Bush guy. That shows you how far gone the Republican Party is. It was. It was gone. You know, the liberals said, what happened? You Republicans used to be nice. People woke up, I think. Some did. Not many, apparently. But you look at all these big names, The Rock, um, you know, Oprah. You know, how how much more could she do to, to support and promote Obama? And I just love them. Love, love, love. (laughs) How could you not? How could you not love our first black president? Isn't that like weird? Our first black, what do you say to the second black president? We have to love him too. At what point did we not have to love them anymore for being a black president? Like at what point is it no longer relevant that they're black and have been president? Is it after three or four? That would be like 10%, less than 10%. Nah, I'm going to say you need to be like on even par, right? At that point, maybe, maybe, maybe you could let off a little bit. Anyway, uh, this whole phenomenon of these big names tying in with the Obamas and, and the whole liberal looniism is fascinating to me. Fascinating. And so I, I clicked on the article from the Daily Mail. I've got this link as well as these photos that I'm about to describe to you in the show notes. All right. Just go to ChristopherScottShow.com, click show notes, click today's episode, and scroll down. And you will find this to be fascinating. I have the photograph from the Bruce Springsteen concert. Now, I was looking at this from the fascination, not of gender identity but of political identity, particularly with big-name entertainers, right? I wasn't, I wasn't looking for anything conspiracy-driven, okay? But jumping off the screen at me was an odd wrinkle in the mid-part of Michelle Obama's pants. And I thought... I'm looking at, she's walking with uh, Barack. Uh, Neither of them look like themselves, by the way. I'm wondering if these aren't like body doubles. I thought she was taller than him. She's shorter than him in this photo. Anyway, I don't know. But something is going on with this pants pleat, if you know what I'm saying. And I'm like, um, maybe it's a sock. Maybe, you know how socks get lost in the laundry? This could really happen. 
Like the Obamas are real people too, right? Isn't that what makes them uh, genuine? Maybe a sock got lost in the laundry and it ended up tucked in her pants. I thought, well, that would be a plausible explanation. And I thought to myself, you know, before I go on some cockamamie conspiracy theory that I've generated in my own mind, what did I tell you? I looked at the article purely because I was fascinated that Bruce Sprague gave it. I don't really like his music, to be honest with you. I don't really like him. My brother's a big fan, and so are many, many other people. And I guess he likes uh, kissing Michelle Obama's butt. Good for him. We love you. Good for you, Bruce. You could take one, you know, born to kiss butt again. Thanks for taking one for the team. So anyway, that was my fascination. I was just perusing for that. Boom. I see the shot and I go, wow, the lost sock has been found. That's what jumped out at me. Call me strange that I would notice something like that. Anyway, I did a search. I did a similar Google search. Image search, rather. You can see the results of that. Nowhere could I find that a sock had lodged itself in that fashion anywhere else in any photograph on the Internet. I shared two so you can see what a non-sock image would look like. There's something going on there. I don't know. Maybe it's a diaper. Maybe, you know, T-shirts get lost in the laundry. I mean, it's a a big sock if it's a sock. (laughs) Uh, I wanted to lead up to this with a little bit of humor. I'm I'm not kidding about anything. I didn't make any of that story up that was not an embellishment. As a matter of fact, I backed down because I wanted to do it in a clean way, and I hope I was able to deliver that to you fairly creatively. On the fly, no less. You're welcome. That's like uh, Radio Hall of Fame stuff right there. Yeah, nobody cares. Nobody gives a hoot. Um, <laughs> nobody appreciates a good voice. I'm not just another pretty voice, you hear me? There's a, there's a brain behind this microphone. <laughs> not here, but in the other room where my wife is. <laughs> Uh, I got this article from Mercola. If you don't subscribe to Mercola, I, I highly recommend that you do. Really good information that he puts out. Uh, it's free. You subscribe to his email list. Um, and he's talking about this unprecedented disinformation campaign. Liars claiming that everybody else is giving out false information. It's dizzying. And uh, the mainstream media plays an important role in this propaganda. Now, there's some good news, I guess, people starting to catch on. The mainstream uh, media trust in it is is an all-time low. I I don't even really know many people that are paying attention to it, really. I don't know. Um, But he also mentions here in this article the PR tools include, quote, public protests actually made up of people hired by the PR company. And the media is sent there to cover it. And uh, front groups paid by the industry to promote a particular view that benefits that industry. They do it over and over again. They line up the media, right? They say, oh, there's going to be a protest. And it could be a mix. It could be a mix of paid and unpaid. Paid people go in. 
and they'll say, hey, you know, get see if you can rally people up. Spend a little money if you have to. I've, I've brought this up a million times. Then, and I have all this in the show notes, but you can also get it at Mercola.com. You have to sign up, which I recommend that you do. Uh, how that the uh, news and information is controlled basically by two PR firms. And it's really fantastic, this history. For example, in the 1950s, the tobacco industry hired uh, one of these PR firms, Hills and Knowlton. And the tobacco industry's uh, playbook was devised that they put in play for 50 years. That they basically used uh, classic propaganda techniques to confuse people about the facts, uh, create doubt. Look how many people were smoking. One of the most sinister things ever done to humanity when you think about it. How many people died uh, from smoking? How much lost productivity around the world, lost lives, ruined families from smoking? Can you imagine? You know, and I grew up at a time when it was considered okay. Not too many people, you don't see too many people doing it today. I don't know why anybody would know what we know today. Um, but this same firm was then used um, to push propaganda regarding Kuwait and the Iraq war. They provided a hearing with an anonymous girl who testified that Iraqi soldiers were taking babies out of incubators and throwing them on the uh, freezing floor. Totally fake story. It was one of the ambassador's daughters. Unbelievable, really. Stuff goes on all the time, has been going on all the time. What is the goal of all this propaganda and lying? Well, I think there's more than one. But there's certainly a concerted effort to do what? To globalize, nationalize, unite, they say. Unite to what? Well, you ought to look at the changes that they want to make with the World Health Organization. It's disgusting. More power uh, with private interests, uh, like drug companies and the, and the related influence that, that are setting policy and, and draconian uh, government uh, way of doing Everything's an emergency. I don't know. People are going to force people to take these vaccinations, but this is what they want to do. Some of this deception isn't so grandiose as the World Health Organization and global takeover. I don't know if you've seen some of the <clears throat> testimony from Randy Weingarten, who's the uh, president of the American Teachers Union. I saw it, and she said, uh, we were working every day to get schools open back up because we knew that in-person learning was best. We knew remote wasn't working. Uh, she should be brought up on some serious charges because that admission is a complete lie. I remember covering it. Her and the teachers' union were fighting to keep the schools closed through the election so that they could justify mail-in voting. Nobody knew if it was ever going to end. They would have been happy to carry on forever, whatever it took to achieve their plans. They were openly talking about it. Climate is an emergency. 
Deception everywhere. Randy, we wanted to open this. What a big lie. Do you remember how angry I was about the schools not opening? Does anybody listening remember? I wrote the letter to our school board I never sent. I probably should have. At least I would have been on the record. Unlike this phony Randy Weingarten, an enemy of the people, she should be tried and 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 hung for her crimes. Uh, another train derailment along the Mississippi River in Wisconsin. Train carrying paint and lithium batteries. Uh, some of the cars went into the river. Some of the rail cars. I thought to myself, what the heck is going on with this uh, train derailments? Did you see that uh, Ukraine bombed a, a, a Russian ammo train? No, no, it was a Russian uh, train carrying tanks to the front lines. Ukraine bombed it. That's the American media report. You know what the Russian media report is? The photographs and all. The Ukrainian ammo train was blown up. I thought, okay, well, what's going on? And then we got derailments all over the place here. Never saw so many derailments. Why am I seeing so many train derailment stories? I wonder if it's the way the, the algorithms work. They're just feeding because I clicked on one. Now I just see more and more and more. Well, I'm going to get even more because I decided to research it. How many are there? The Bureau of Transportation Statistics records 54,539 train derailments between 1990 and 2021, an average of 1,700 a year. Well, that might sound like a lot. I think it's wildly a lot. The fatality rate is low, averaging just four deaths per year in the same period. Yeah, that's hardly enough to get excited about with problems like uh, uh, fentanyl, drug overdose, the mass dystopia of unemployed people with college degrees that are deep in debt and depressed as a result. Uh, This train derailment stuff is hardly an issue to to tackle right now. But it just goes to show, here's me getting fooled. I'm like, oh, my God, all these train derailments. You take a minute to go check. I'm like, oh, 1,700 a year. I'm not going to like think of three. Wow. How misled was I? New data shows kids in a mental health crisis. Lots of this data being pushed. What are they pushing? Uh, not good, I can tell you that. What would you do? Uh, kids, your, your children are suffering with poor mental health, so you know what we're going to do? We're going to invest in their mental health and make it worse. That's what that means from a government perspective. Bans on gas, leaf blowers, and lawnmowers are beginning to spread. Regulators and clean air advocates are increasingly eyeing the pollution emitted by small gas engines used to power lawnmowers and leaf blowers. Um, the uh, There was a statistic here. Advocates say that using a commercial gas leaf blower for an hour produces emissions equal to driving from Denver to Los Angeles. Published by USA Today. Now, I wouldn't expect everybody to know that a BTU is the amount of energy to take 
it takes to raise one tablespoon of water one degree Fahrenheit, let alone do that math in their head, or to understand that, you know, uh, 100, 150,000 BTUs is probably the starting point for the average size home. Or that, um, you know, driving from Denver to L.A. is probably three or four tanks of gasoline for even a small vehicle. Three, maybe two with some of your really extended range. I don't even know what the mileage is from Denver to L.A. Just purely off the top of my head, I even look at it. It's got to be at least what? I'm going to say 1,000, 1,200 miles. So what would that be? Eh, four tanks of gas, right? Most cases. Four tanks of gas. I'm just off the top of my head. Check me out. I'm not looking up anything. I just right off the top of my head. A commercial gas leaf blower. That's where the key to the lie comes into play. Because how many people, oh, well, these these commercial leaf blowers must really use a lot of fuel. <laughs> four car tanks fulls? Or the equivalent of, well, I'm guilty. I was just out with my leaf blower, my little steel handheld. I damn near thought about getting the billy goat out. That's about 400 cc. Little did I know I was going to burn down a rainforest if I did it. Thank God I didn't do something so hazardous. I think the real reason a lot of it's getting banned is the noise. I don't know. A um, couple things. Oh, I mentioned this, the train derailments, uh, Ukraine. You should look into the um, statistics on the on the number of casualties. It's all over the place. Five million people have died. you never see a funeral. I don't know if you saw the Stephen Crowder louder with Crowder. Do you see any of this stuff about his wife? Uh, he threatened to F up his pregnant wife. Uh, I think it was... Um, not Joe Rogan. Who's the, the uh, UFC guy uh, who slapped his wife or whatever they were drinking? Uh, what the hell's the matter with you guys? Let me just say it. You know, uh, the other one, he said, well, him and his wife, they said it was okay. And I, I don't want to get in people's business. They're adults. I'm glad they worked it out. Um, but it's abusive. I mean, you strike a woman you were drinking, you can't handle your booze. Um, this thing with Steven Crowder, I saw the, I didn't see this allegation, but I saw one of the videos and, um, you know, people get angry, they get in fights, uh, this domestic stuff gets very goofy. I don't know what, you know, her side of things is at all. Doesn't really matter to me. Let me just say this to you. I, I do believe that there's two genders and I do believe that each of the genders has its role and the males is as a protector. All right. And do your best to teach your children and the people around you the same. Treat women with respect and kindness, even when they can be less than the same to us. It's our responsibility. It's our obligation. Um, I don't know if you saw the follow-up to this, uh, this, this leak about the Ukrainian intelligence and this National Guardsman 
you know, 21 years old or whatever from some place in Massachusetts. You want to talk about paid actors for PR firms? Ding, 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 ding. Now they're saying that he wanted to kill a ton of people. This is just so that it'll fade away into a complete obscurity. And these headlines are being created just so that they can maximize their PR spending dollars. After all, it is expensive to pay somebody to go into hiding for like the rest of their lives. You know, you know, this stuff doesn't come cheap. What are you going to do? God willing, I sure hope to be back tomorrow. I sure hope to see you there. In the meantime, make it a great day. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.